0: What's up, Nana Nation, and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast. This is kind of a half episode. This is half self-therapy and half Not After 30. It's a half after 30. Anyways, what's up, y'all? Hope you is doing good. This is Anthony El Hefe recording live and direct in the Billy Shears podcast studio. Still, and probably always, in lovely Milton, Ontario. Uh, this is the conclusion of the four-part mini-series we've had called Family Vacation. Uh, episode 1, I told you about all the excessive packing we did that my wife organized and did. Uh, episode 2, you heard a live waxing of me being tortured by Miss Six, a.k.a. Greta the Great, a.k.a. G.G., uh, which was kind of fun and painful. And then... In episode three, we are poolside in the Dominican, um, and here's what I'll say about that. I'll apologize for that episode because my wife is very cautious with what goes out on the podcast and what goes out on social media, and I don't think I don't think she was ready to really open up. She was a little reserved on it. But that being said, this is now the conclusion of family vacation. As we left off, um, the vacation was wonderful. We went Sunday to Sunday, so that's not that big of a deal. Um, but in the last episode, you heard kind of like the trip there, arriving, and that was recorded, I believe, on a Wednesday. So kind of the halfway point of our trip. Now, let's... First half of the trip was, I would say, a four out of five out of ten. Sorry, four out of five. But then moving forward after that point, things started to change. Some might say for the better. No, some might say for the more entertaining. Others might say for the worse. So let me break it down quickly, pointer notes. Wednesday was fine, wonderful day. Thursday is a little bit of an overcast kind of day. Um, it had rained early in the morning before we had kind of got out of the room, which is very typical for Caribbean weather. We noticed at breakfast that our youngest wasn't wasn't eating what she was before. Mind you, she probably would have ate an elephant if had the opportunity. This kid can eat. Um, and her appetite wasn't there. So we thought it was a little weird, but she had been eating a lot up to that point. So we weren't too, too worried. Uh, and at no means do either of these kids go without, without. their... They're pretty well taken care of. Um, and, and our oldest was kind of fine. It, was, it wasn't it was that big, big of a deal. We didn't think too much of it. She still ate something, but didn't have the appetite we were used to her having. Moving along on the day um, after our afternoon nap, uh, it, it rained pretty heavily. You know, like a, a really good thunderstorm. Now, uh, thunderstorms in southern Ontario might be a little bit different than thunderstorms in the dominican and i was reminded of that scene from forrest gump where he's talking about the different types of rain and as he's um walking in a a lake i believe in vietnam and the rain's splashing in the water and then up into his face he's like that rain that came down get you from all angles or whatever bad paraphrasing but that's, that's the type of rain it felt like. It felt like rain that was splashing off the ground at, a, at an alarming rate. Uh, and it was about two hours of pretty heavy rain. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Or maybe I've seen it. I, I remember seeing a similar rainfall like that in Jamaica probably a decade before this. But it was just kind of cool. Whatever. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just just pointing out something with minor uh not a bit, not a bit so it rained pretty heavily after that we went to dinner and we noticed that, that her appetite still wasn't anywhere close to what we were used to and our oldest started not to have much of an appetite. She didn't have much of an appetite overall in Dominican but we noticed that her appetite was kind of dissipating as well. So we uh, roll on to Friday and uh, Friday the realization had set in of two things that we were on the tail end of this vacation. And we're going to max out our time, uh, as well as, you know, we knew we were we were just going to be resort people. We knew we weren't going out to do too much. We knew not to have high expectations. We had all these things kind of in our head already. so we weren't we weren't sad that we we hadn't done any excursions or anything, but we we needed Brittany and I needed a little time away from what was going on and one of the nice things about this resort is that there's many resorts there and you can kind of resort hop and one of the things you wanted to do was they had this kind of i want to say like a really large extended tree fort i i'm probably botching this probably has a name but it's one of those types of tree forts that it's spread out throughout this like shrubbery that they have and it's about 15-20 feet in the air and you walk over like wired bridges and zip line from one corner to the other and there's like um, a small little station that you can hang out there and then you can you can cargo net down to the other station or cargo net up to another station and we saw that We're like oh that's kind of cool then uh, they also had like a mini putt thing so we went initially for this fort walk or whatever it's called and the guy's like oh no it's closed and I had joke like, while we were walking there. I jokingly said, "Oh yeah, like I bet it's not even open because I don't see anybody there. So someone must have died." So when we got to the hut, the guy's like, "Ah, no, I can't go there." And he's like, why, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, it's closed." Is it closed? Did someone die? He's, and he started laughing. He's like, "Nope." I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I don't. I don't really buy that." So we ended up selling for uh, mini golf, mini putt, and. I am a competitive person, and I'm gonna put that out there. Don't hold it against me. It's just the nature of the game. So you know, I can I can have a playful game, but my attention will not be there. So I looked over at my lovely bride and I said, "Why don't we make a friendly wager?" And she her rebuttal is what, like, "What you're gonna want me to SUD?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I didn't say that." But thank you for the suggestion. I said, "How about this?" Winner has to, loser has to change the diapers, for the rest of the trip. The loser is not going to expect the winner to change any diapers. Well, my wife took the bet, and good honor. Now I hate golf as a as a activity. I will not call it a sport. Nobody breaks a sweat playing golf. You break a sweat because it's hot while you're playing golf. You don't break a sweat because golf's and in, in tents or anything like that. Um, so we, we play the first hole and my very, I start, my very first shot is a butchered shot that actually comes off the mini putt course. She has a big laugh. I take, I take my mulligan as she shoots and it's a decent shot. I take, so I shoot my mulligan and I get a hole in one and all of a sudden Shooter McGavin comes out of Happy Gilmore Retirement. And I'm shooting the guns and I'm feeling good. And I'm like, you are going to change some of the most disgusting diapers. And I'm going to sit there and sip this lovely blue drink from episode three. And I'm going to have a good laugh. And as the game goes on, it becomes out of hand and I handily win. But we're kind of having a good time. We've got like a little, little, little buzz going on. And we're just enjoying not having any kids around and actually vacationing, actually relaxing, actually getting acquainted with one another. And the bond is there, and the spark is there, and the laughs are there, and the camaraderie is there. Everything's nice, everything's smooth. I think what I'm trying to say is kids ruin relationships. I'm just joking. Um, we're, we're playing this game, and we, we get through the nine holes, and everything's fun. And I was like, oh. Our time's kind of come to a conclusion. We've played the nine holes, and now there's nothing left to do. So I said, why don't we play, it like, another game, but, like, it's still money putt, but it's called one shot, where you only have one shot, but the best shot wins. And we'll play that for nine holes, and we'll see how that goes. And so we play another round of one shot, and we have some fun with that, too. And, you know, we have this, like, silly last bet, and the last bet was this. Best shot, ninth hole. I'll just describe the hole. Actually, first, just a little side note. Mini putt in North America has nothing on mini putt in Dominican. First of all, everything's made out of concrete, and they have the most ridiculous holes. There was one that you had to shoot off a ramp, and about 10 to 50, probably 15 yards away off this ramp was the hole. There was another one which was reverse, where you had to hit it off a ledge into and hope it bounces into the hole. But the number nine hole, the last hole, was... A shot that went on an incline through a a bridge that had um, a water feature on it, and then it and then it went into a slight decline into a circular area where the hole was. And it seems it's it's if you can line it, if you line it up perfectly, you still wouldn't get it in because the area that you hit it under the bridge uh, through the water feature is, it's a decline, but it's made out of wood. So the ball's bouncing around. So it is really just a luck of the draw. So we do one shot, and she hits it, and she hits maybe, other than a hole-in-one, that close. She's, she's close to the hole. I'm like, fuck. My, I have two theories. One theory is, obviously, aim for the hole-in-one, hope for the hole-in-one. Or theory number two, knock her ball away from the hole either offense or defense, those are your two options, so I, you know, I'm contemplating back and forth, I'm, I think to myself, you know what, no, we're just having, it's just one shot, let's just have some fun, so we go in, I knock my, my, my ball, it goes up the incline, hits the fucking corner, the fucking corner of the, under the bridge, through the bumpy wood, and pops right back out my wife throws her her hands in the air like she just won the fucking Stanley Cup. She's over the moon about it and proclaims herself the champion of not having to clean any diapers for the remainder of the trip. Now, where that happened, I'm not sure. But somewhere along the line, that happened. Am I going to be a sore of loser about it? Nah, it wouldn't be my style. Although I did get quite the kick out of how she thought she was the new king of the universe all right so we return back from mini putt and we have this sense of enjoyment adulation relaxation uh we feel good we kind of have this urgency to go back to the room and check on the kids but we kept saying i kept saying to my wife you know It's all good. Like, my mom will be there. It'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay. So we decided just to have a couple more drinks by the poolside and just enjoy each other's company. It was a really nice break from parenting. We get back. The girls are still asleep, and it's all good, whatever. We kind of just putter around until they wake up. The little one's still not feeling... 100% and the older one is you know she's two years old she's she's being terrible she's being part of the terrible twos and we enjoy as much as we can while we're doing it there's like a nice night out and they have this like outdoor party and all the kids are there and they're having a great time and even my oldest not feeling the best and kind of being cranky still enjoys herself so now we fast forward a couple days. One of the surprises I had in my back pocket is, and I'm pretty sure most, most modern men don't love doing this, but I had this idea of a great way to utilize or maybe remember, remember this family vacation was to get uh professional photos done. And I'm always the first guy to criticize people for doing this. Um, but I was feeling very sentimental uh, about this vacation because of, of course, it kind of being the first family vacation uh, with all four of us. And I thought to myself, you know, this is kind of tying into my wife's thirtieth birthday. Um, it will kind of be like a a little a little feather in my cap, and we'll look back at it in a couple years, and we'll we'll have a kick out of it. It will be funny. It'll be fun. It'll be funny. So we did that. And so this, this is the fast forward to Saturday. This is the day before we leave. It's a la- the la- only time available, 1030 in the morning. And uh, in our schedule, usually 1030 in the morning, we are kicking around poolside. Um, my youngest is usually at the tail end of her nap. But today, because dad of the year, Decided we were going to do some family photos. We are dressed up. Hair done. Nails done. Everything done. We're, We're dolled up and we're walking to the opposite end of the resort. Of the chain of resorts that we're part of. So, I don't know the actual distance. But just to put this out there. We were the farthest resort from the beach. There was... I think a total of six or or six or eight resorts on this land. And we are going to the first resort, the closest to the beach. And that's where we were meeting the photographer. So everyone gets there, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's warm. And we know that we know that by the time we start shooting and the time we end shooting, it will get 10 to 15 degrees hotter going from a nice 23 degrees to soon to be unbearable 30 to 35 degrees so we meet up with the photographer and as soon as i see him my biggest fear comes true i can tell he's going to do all those super lame resort photos that everybody does and that was the last thing i wanted to do even when i was booking this i talked to the girl i said hey see all these photos these generic photos you have I don't want any photos like that I like my photos to look different they don't have to be click point shoot say cheese at the camera they could be candid shots I just don't want them to look like generic like out of those like you go to a tattoo parlor and you pick something off the wall and then you're stuck with it for life that was my biggest fear so the girl assures me it's gonna be fine I meet this photographer and he says okay Leave the stroller here. It'll be fine here. Follow me over here. So we leave the stroller. We pack up our two kids, my mom, my wife, myself. I'm already sweating. It's already too hot for me. We get to this, like, location. We have to walk through the VIP part of the beach, which is a silly area. of The beach that's no different than the regular side of the beach, except there's a velour uh, rope sectioning it off. And we start taking generic photo 101. And I'm already upset. Not to mention, my wife's already upset because it's hot. She's flustered. The kids are starting to lose their mind because it's hot. and But they're both not feeling well. But I just keep saying to myself, just keep smiling. Say cheese, it's going to be fine. So we, we start doing these photos. And I'm, I'm so thrown for a loop. Because, <clears throat> first of all, I don't know where the majority of the people from the beach were from but so many people can they they can see you because they're walking straight they're not staring off into the ocean and walking sideways they're walking straight staring at you taking photos and will walk right in front of your photographer and this is i get it a first world problem but come on people like you could you couldn't stop for a second you couldn't walk around us you know we're working with kids here kids you know when they're not into something, they're definitely not into something. Got some jackass in a Speedo who's like 75 years old, and he's just like walking into the background of your shot. Like no fucks given. You know, and then, you know, it. it like I was I was shocked because it wasn't necessarily the younger people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to categorize between... 30, I'm gonna say 30 and, and younger. It wasn't those people, it was everybody over the age of 30 who felt entitled because they're on vacation and didn't give a fuck. My girls started to lose their mind, they weren't having any of it. One, sir, okay, the older one started crying, she wasn't feeling it. The photographer who I was already short with, he was like, Put sunglasses on her, at least you can't tell she's crying. Okay, good suggestion. We did it, it worked. But then after, she, you know, she had that, you know, that cry face, the ugly cry face. So we said, oh, give her a kiss. Get her to give you a kiss. So we're, we're kissing our kid. We're getting her to give us kisses. And it, it hides well in the photos. When you look at the photos, it hides well. But now I've got like 17 photos of me kissing my kid. It's like, I get it. I love my kid. But it's a lot of fucking photos. The younger one did really, really well. And, uh, and she seems to be really good with a camera. She seems to smile all the time. So she's a happy baby, so it worked out well. Towards the end, she's getting kind of cranky, and, um, and all the photos wor- worked out well. But this is a hook on how the—oh, actually, the, the, f- the funniest part was there was another family who had matching outfits, which looked ridiculous. Like, our girls matched, but they didn't have matching outfits, and we had outfits that matched, but weren't matching outfits. Mm-hmm. Sorry. There was a family. Everyone was wearing the same thing. There's, there's two boys, a the dad. They all had, like, white shirts, linen, linen shorts on. And the mom had, like, a long white dress or skirt, whatever. And I was, I was looking at this family, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You could, you, the dad doesn't look comfortable. The kids, the boys don't look comfortable. The mom's the only one who looks good in all these things. It's just like, you're going to look at these photos, and you're going to be like, why did I wear this stupid outfit? I've never worn that outfit since, and I just wore it for those fucking photos. You're going to regret all those photos, bro. Anyways, the, the reason why I bring the second family up is because the photographer's like, we're going to do this photo. He's speaking all in broken English. I'm not justifying it and I'm not doing the accent. He's like, we're going to do these photos where you're going to hold your kids up in front of the ocean and it's going to be beautiful. I'm like, ugh, oh, all right. Sounds kind of lame. As I'm doing this, I'm looking over. Family number two is doing the exact same thing. I look at the photographer. I'm like, oh, they're doing the same thing. He's like, don't worry. We can Photoshop them out. Like, bro, it's, I'm not upset that they're in the shot. Like, I'm mad at this, the guy in the Speedo in the shot. I'm mad that they're doing the exact, we're doing the exact same thing. We're going to get the exact same photo. This is not what I wanted to do. This is not what I want to pay for either. But whatever. We were tired. We we're hot, tired, and we were just looking to get out of the sun, get into the pool, or, or get a nap, or something like that. Moving on. They promised us everything would be ready by about 5 o'clock. So we roll around around 435. And we do the the picture selection. Which is this is how they get you. I think it was like 10 photos. It was like 105 bucks American. Okay, so I'm thinking to myself. All right, like it's like a 130 bucks Canadian. Might be worth it. Okay, whatever. Like this is, what I, this is kind of what I budget for. This is what I signed up for. I'm in. They show you 110 photos and they're expecting you to pick 10 out of those by the first draft of photos being picked we had 50 photos now a couple of them were like oh i like there's similar photos i like this one a little bit better than this one cha-cha-cha same difference so after a long debate about an hour debating we were able to cut it down to 30 photos and we were there a while and the guy who was working he's like all right i'm gonna give you guys a deal okay the deal is you pay for 20, I'm going to give you 25, and then I'm going to give you six additional ones if you buy this book for like 15 bucks. And at this point, I'm not even upset. I'm like, you know what, this is going to get me out of here. I can't deal with this anymore. I got to get this done. I took the deal, I left, I was just over it. So I'm ta- I'm chatting with my mom afterwards, and she goes, oh, did you, did you get the photos with me in it? I really want the ones with me. Like, don't worry, we picked all those ones. She's like, oh, well, I hope those weren't part of the 10. I'm like, well, we actually ended up with, like, 30, so it's all good. She's like, well, let me give you some money for it. It's like, no, Mom, it's all good. She's like, no, 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 I insist. And this may not be everybody listening, but, you know, when you're trying to argue with your parent about them trying to give you money, and you don't want to take it, but you know they're not going to let you take it. So my mom, like, forcing this cash into my hand. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's probably not even going to be enough to cover what the – it's going to cost us, like, $11 each photo, so whatever. It's not gonna be that big deal, so I take her. I take my mom's cash. It's like she hands me like a hundred dollars. Like, oh my god, this it pays for like more than half of this. All right, well, thanks, mom. I mean, save the day, I guess. So whatever. So we get this all done, and we're looking at these photos. And I'm like, you know what? For all this shit that we gave this guy, and all this up, like being upset about generic photos, we're really happy with the way that they turned out. And you know what? I, we took a couple hundred photos on our phone and on our camera. Those are the, the best ones to look at. So we we're overall happy with it. It worked out. <clears throat> this is, that's the last day. Now we're going to travel day, going home. And I, this is a long story, and I'm going to try to wrap it up in like six, seven minutes. Here we go. Wake up in the morning. We ask my mom if, if it's cool if we just hang by the pool, just Brittany and I, and she, after breakfast, just takes care of the girls for a couple hours. My mom has no problem with it. We only request is that she bathes the, bathes the kids so that they're clean while they go to the airport. So she does that. We come back. And uh, I actually had to go back to the room, and I, and I saw my mom's door was open. I was like, everything okay in here? She's like, yeah, yeah, everything's okay. So like, can you just help me with the girls for a 2nd I'm just trying to get the second one into the bath. So she puts the first one in the middle of her king-size bed. And we're like, I'm helping her. i moving some things around. I went to get some towels. I come back and my little daughter, my cute little baby daughter, has shit in the middle of my mom's king-size bed on the last day of vacation. Hold your, hold your breath. It gets better. I call uh, room service, housekeeping. I tell them about it and they're like, "Oh, I could just hear the disappointment on the other end of the line. So I, I run over, I grab 20 bucks and I take all the sheets and I just kind of like ball them up and I put them in the corner and I, I didn't hand this guy 20 bucks as soon as he walks in. I'm like, I'm already sorry, dude, here. So I hand off the kid, I go back, Bernie and I are, are kind of just pool poolside, kind of reflecting, just enjoying the, the, the tail end hours of the Dominican weather and the hospitality. We get back to the room. We clean up. We make sure everything's packed. Do the do the roundabout the room. I had purposely brought a couple pairs of shoes, um, flip flops, uh, baseball hats, specifically blue jay hats, uh, and some clothes that I wanted to leave there. And I left a little note thanking the room service because I mean it is already most days we are leaving that room horrible because two kids. So. We pack up everything. We're waiting in the lobby. We're chatting with some people we had met. Wish them well. Blah blah blah. We get onto the bus that's taking us to the resort, to, from the resort to the airport. And it's hot. It's like thirty-five degrees. It's it's maybe the second hottest day that since we've been there. And we're all on the bus, and we're all kind of like, you know, glazing, like not not quite sweating, but not not sweating. So we're kind of like a glazed donut. We're we're waiting for this bus to leave, it finally leaves, and we have to do like one pickup at another resort, and then we're going right to the airport. Well, there's maybe like 30 people on the bus, including the four from my family, five from my family, I should say. And I'm sitting behind, sorry, I'm sitting in front of my mom and my oldest daughter, and then my wife and my youngest daughter are sitting across from us. And I've got all the -the over-the-shoulder bags that we're bringing to the airport like on the seat next to us. Everything's good for like the first fifteen minutes, and then I hear my mom go, "Oh, oh my god!" And I turn around, and my daughter is puking everywhere—just vomit, barf, puke, upchucking, whatever word you want just, whatever, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. She's doing it, and it is like coming in waves: vovop, 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 all over the place. Oh, fuck. So we're trying to clean it up with wipes. She's puked all over herself. She's half puked on my mom. So we're we're cleaning this up. Now this is also on a bus with other families. Other of course, like the you know, the stupid like seven year old kid is like, Why does it smell like puke? Like it's it's bad. This old lady, older lady I should say, comes from like the, the back and she has like a spindle of like dog poop bags, and she's like here, put the pew clothes in here, it'll mask the smell and you'll be okay I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much and she's like here take a couple she hands me a couple put the pew clothes in there we changed the kid we wipe we gave her like a we call them like a geno bath where we're just like wiping her all with like those moist baby butt wipes and we're just trying to wipe her down and she's like she's not having any she's not happy with the situation obviously, but all she wants is my wife like I can't settle her my mom can't settle her but the youngest one, our little koala baby, she only wants my wife. So unfortunately, like, my wife is then saddled with, like, the pukey kid and the baby. And we're just like, every time I take Leah from my wife, Leah would start freaking out. I'm like, oh, come on, baby, please just just chill. It's going to be okay. we got, like, 15 more minutes before we get to the airport. We get to the airport, and, like, everyone just shuttles off. And we're trying to, like, hurdle the bags and get the kid to the bathroom and trying to clean her up a little bit more. Then I forget to, like, fill out the, like, deportation papers. So I'm, like, scribbling those while we're in line. And, like, my kid, like, I'm worried about her. She's with my mom getting cleaned up in the bathroom. She comes back, and she's, like, normal again. She's, like, chipper and happy. I'm, like, okay, whatever was bothering her must have been out. So, listeners, if you're listening to this and you've been to the Dominican and you know the airport I'm about to describe, then you might have a chuckle at this. And if you haven't, enjoy this. It's one of those half indoor half outdoor airports. It's hot and sticky and like certain parts of it have air conditioning and certain parts don't. So sometimes you're very uncomfortable and sometimes you're in the lap of luxury with beautiful AC. We're hoping that the worst is behind us. But I'm filling up these papers, I'm sweating through my backpack that's on my sh- that's on my back. I'm filling all these things out, passport numbers, signatures, here we go. Hand them to the guy. The guy doesn't even look at them. It's like, okay, cool. There you go. We get through. We go through security. Now I already know I have food from the air from the bus that I was gonna give to my kid, but she obviously got sick, so I didn't give it to her. And I just had it in my backpack and they were gonna bust me for it and I was gonna throw it out and it'd be no big deal. No, nope. everything got through. Every fucking thing got through. They didn't bother us about anything. Okay, okay, great security. We then go from that point. We get into the the, the retail area, and we. Uh, my mom wants to get the girls a souvenir. So she's like, can I take them to the store to see if they want anything? So she takes them to the store, and my wife and I kind of casually walk through duty-free. And I don't know. I wasn't really like, in the mood to buy anything. I have everything. Nothing in the Dominican wowed me. And, you know, if I found something that was really a good deal, I was going to grab it. But I wasn't planning on anything. There was a couple of things I did want to buy. Like I did want to buy some Mamawana, which if you don't know is an aphrodisiac wine. Uh, sorry, aphrodisiac rum. And I was gonna buy some of that for uh, Jed, uh, Greta and John, and then uh, maybe for my brother and and maybe a bottle for myself. I wasn't gonna to get too ahead of myself. We walked through there and like there's these, like, these people and i don't know where they're from i'm I'm gonna guess english but i don't even think they're english and they're arguing over six dollars and they're like no if this is a price and this is duty-free this is supposed to be the price and the ladies telling him yes i understand that, sir but there's an airport tax it's not like a government tax and he was like arguing over six dollars and holding up this huge line and i was getting super agitated by this guy so i just kept saying to myself okay like if this guy's not done in two minutes i'm gonna drop these things that I have that I'm just taking onto the plane and I'm going to lose my shit. Long story short is they open up another till and I like I ran over. I was like, I got to cash this out and get out of here. We get to the food court. I'm like, okay, I got to feed this kid because she's going to go on a four hour flight. She may or may not eat on the flight, but I got to try to give her something. So we grab her like a couple of things from the airport. She, her appetite's there. So we feel good about that. And then I'm also looking for a Pharmacy. Because I need I want to buy her something to help settle her stomach and um, also try to get her um, electrolytes because if she's vomiting and sweating, it's probably not a good combination. So I run over, I get to this pharmacy, and I'm jokingly with the girl, I'm like, where's all the Viagra and Cialis? And she's like, You mean this? And she points his huge display, like floor to ceiling display about Viagra and Cialis, and like another one I'd never even heard of. And I was like half joking, half intrigued. I was like, "Okay, what's up?" Anyways, I wasn't interested enough <laughs> to buy it. And those of you who have taken Viagra will agree that it's exciting, but not worth the, the price of, of admission. her those things. I run back to my terminal. I try to give my kid this like electrolyte drink, and uh, she's like taking like two sips and then not interested. And then we're just waiting. When we're waiting and waiting, and our and our bus that's going to take us to the airplane isn't ready. It's not It's not available, and we don't understand why. And we're waiting. This is like 10 minutes past what time we're supposed to be boarding. So there's this like play area. Kids are playing. It's hot, cranky. We, we're like, at this point, we're way over everything. We get onto the bus. They cram every last person onto this bus. They take this bus to the tarmac. We're on the tarmac. And of course, seniors or people that need extra time and people with kids go to the front of the line. We're in the front of the line on this tarmac. It is so hot. And it's hot because there's fucking jet fuel and there's fucking, it's fucking hot because it's Dominican and we're just like around metal and asphalt and concrete and heat just bouncing off everything and I'm fucking melting. So we have to walk up this like zigzag tin staircase that's sheltered. And as I'm walking up, And I'm looking behind me to see where my mother is. I walk right into this guy's ass. And I'm like, whoa, you okay, dude? I'm like, where are you going? He's like, "Gotta turn around. The airplane's too hot. They won't board anybody. So we have to walk back down the stupid thing, get back to the tarmac, and hang out for almost 10 minutes waiting for this airplane to cool down. As we're waiting, some white trash scumbag lights up a cigarette on a fucking tarmac with jet fuel, and fucking angry people. And there's there's this Air Canada representative on the top of this platform. And she's like, ma'am, put that cigarette out immediately. And she yells back, someone said it was okay for me to smoke. And everybody in the fucking line, no joke, turns around and starts yelling at this lady. Like, are you dumb? There's jet fuel right there. You want to give everybody a fucking third degree burn? You want to roast all these people here? And everyone's like just grilling this lady. She puts out the cigarette. Everyone's disgusted with her. To get us back on this plane. And no joke. Like a scene from fucking Avatar. I walk onto this plane. And it's, there's, it's misting. It's so cold. It's misty, And I'm loving every second of it. As a as a dad bod supreme. A hot sweaty dude. And a tall guy. That was a magical moment for me. Get on the plane. I'm feeling like this beautiful mist on me. I'm hot. And I'm cranky. And I'm feeling so good. I'm jamming things up there. Getting all, everybody set up. Taking care of all my women set Stella up in her window seat, set Brittany up next to her, take the aisle seat, set my mom up, Everything, everyone's good. Everyone's real good. And I'm like, oh, finally, I can sit back and relax. I'm going to have like four drinks on this flight. I'm going to fall asleep for like half an hour. I'm going to wake up ready to get home. Little did I know that that wasn't going to happen. My kid throws up again. Now I'm starting scrubbing everything. Brittany takes her into the bathroom, last change of clothes, the emergency, emergency set of clothes. I'm scrubbing the seat down and like, I'm pulling these people from Air can. I'm like, I need some help here. Can you help me with anything? They're like, yes. What do you need? And they're helping. They're, they are being the angel sent from the air gods, helping me in everything I need. So Stella wasn't great. She was throwing, like she threw up. Brittany, uh, people are like loading and I'm like scraping puke off the seat and people are like walking into me and like I'm blocking the lane but then the air canada flight attendants are like diverting everything over and they're really making life as easy as possible for me but now like i was i had this like false and false relaxed entitlement where i was like okay like things are good i'm in this like nice misty cool area now i'm sweating like crazy cuz i'm scrubbing puke and i'm embarrassed and all this things going on i'm like sweating like a madman so Brittany comes out with Stella. She's feeling better. They gave me, like, these sanit- sanitizing wipes. I had, like, Febreze in my bag. I'm, like, dumping Febreze everywhere. I'm putting a, a blanket over the puke, over the puke seat. Everything's more or less cleaned up. Reli- like it's, it's decent enough for her to sit on it. And the flight takes off. And the Air Canada crew comes around. They're like... Hey, is there anything we can do for you? Would you like a glass of wine? Would you like a mixed drink? Would you like? I'm like, yes. I'm like, first and foremost, my mother and my wife need a glass of wine ASAP. Something white as soon as possible. My wife's going to want one ice cube in it too. They're like, anything we can get you? I'm like, I would love a gin and tonic. They give me a gin tonic. They, like, they come around. They keep, like, handing us drinks. Even when we're not even asking for it, there's, like, another glass of wine. They were so good to us that, you know, like, kids losing her mind. And she, and we're about to give her gravel for the first time. And we're paranoid because we're going to give it to her for the first time. And, and I, she's not taking the, the tablets. So I'm, like, crushing it up. I'm putting in this ginger ale. I'm hoping that she's going to drink it. She, like, drinks it. And she gets knocked out. And she falls asleep for, like, two hours, which is, like, the most comforting two hours because... I'm holding her and all I wanted to do is comfort her from when she threw up on the bus, but all she wanted was my wife. So I feel like an awesome dad because I'm holding this dr- drugged up baby who's, who's had a hard day and I just want to get her home. And so like, they, they're coming around and they're like, do you want these M&Ms? I'm like, I would love those m ms Like, do you want another gin and tonic? I'm like, I would actually love a Caesar with gin. And they're like, No problem. They come back like, you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a beer. Do you want these chips? I'm like, yes, I'd love those chips. The food comes around. I'm like, I'll take mine after she wakes up. I'm not going to try to eat with her. They're like, no problem. Anything you need, just let us know. These people made me feel, these people on the flight treated us better than the people at the resort. You know, flight attendants, it's not their job for hospitality. It's part of the job description, but it's not their job. These people were so, so fantastic that I needed to get all their names. And I needed to write an email because I have some friends at Air Canada. So I took down their names. I took down their information. And I like I wrote this like glowing email, basically what I just told you guys. But just how they took care of me, how they really treated me as good as I could. I sent, So I have a couple friends who are, I guess, middle management. I sent them this email just saying, like, send it to the top. Send it to whoever you can. I need as many eyes to see this as possible. And it's all the same email. But I really want these people to be recognized because it really changed the way that I felt about the trip. Um, and they saved—they really saved me from having a, a total meltdown. And I was, I was trying my best to keep it together. I know that Brittany was trying her best to keep it together. Stella wakes up towards like the last 45 minutes of the flight. She's pretty good. We get off the plane. We're like, oh, my God. Thank God we're done. Except we weren't done. And here's where I'll – I'm going to take this home in two minutes hopefully. Air Canada um, says for us to wait at the top of the, uh, top of the, I guess, entranceway. And they're going to bring out our strollers. They don't. So we don't get our strollers. And then we have to, like, wait two hours for them to get our strollers from our doorway all the way over to, like, this lost and found area. We waited, waited, waited. Everyone's going cranky and crankier and crankier. We, get, we were supposed to be home by 8 o'clock. We got home at 10.30, put the girls to bed. And that was the conclusion of our trip. The vacation altogether. Listen, finally done home tired get into our bed nothing's better than being back from vacation sleeping in your own bed i'll tell you this this trip was great it was like a 4.3 out of 5 overall good the food wasn't great the weather was it was just nice being outside of our regular routine the flight was was as good as could be because of the situation but there were some really great people that made the trip even better it was fantastic traveling with kids is hard I only recommend you doing it if you are like an outstand- if you're someone who gets ticked off easily or like some like one little thing like five minutes of a bad day ruins your day, don't do it. but if you're outstanding, you can handle it if you're extraordinary, you can handle it. do it because the photos and the sunburn and and the wax job and the the sugary drinks it's all worth it so with that being said thank you so much for tuning in to part 4 of Family Vacation self therapy Family Vacation Um, we're going to get back to our regular scheduled things with the Not For 30 podcast Uh, Tim Carr will be back, Aaron Chalupa will be back, actually Aaron Chalupa will get released within a couple of days of this Um, as well as Jesse's in studio next week, Greta and John are in studio hopefully a couple days after that And we are going to get into the summer love and had me so much fun. Guys, this is self-therapy. I'm not quite sure what this part of the podcast is, but it's definitely something different than the Not After 30 podcast. So thank you, as always, for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out.